Welcome to the Yanagita Podcast Show, episode 35, ladies and gentlemen. It is crazy that it's already episode 35, and I'm with special guest today. We got Malika Dudley in the house, who's a two-time Emmy nom, two-time SPJ Science Award, and a meteorologist with KITV4, ladies and gentlemen. So, Malika, welcome to the show, and I mean, share, could you share with us how did all of this happen for you? I mean... I mean, I've, I've been watching you do all these interviews, but also all your background with your karate and all these different things as a super mom. How did this all happen for you, Balika? Where should I start? <laughs> um, do you mean professionally? Yeah, let's start there. Okay. So um, I've had a very strange journey. It's not the typical <laughs> journey to becoming um, a meteorologist and a journalist. I... Went to UH Manoa, graduated with a double major in French and speech communication. And mm -hmm. I was, at the time, I was running for Miss Hawaii. And I didn't make it the first time. I was fourth runner up. And then the second time, I I don't know, I just was super focused and, and it ended up happening for me. And I was one year into my master's program in the speech communication department. And that was a crazy year. And when I finished that year of Miss Hawaii, I just felt like I needed to work because it was a volunteer job. I could barely pay my bills. Um, and it, it just felt like, okay, I, I need to make some money so that I can survive. <laughs> so I was, yeah. yeah. And I was lucky enough to land a position as a French instructor for French instructor. Yeah, elementary school <laughs> at Le Jardin Academy on Oahu. And so I, was co-teaching with um, a friend of mine and we taught kindergarten through fifth grade. We had 350 students and we would go in and out wow. of our classrooms. And that was so rewarding. I loved that job. My mom's a French teacher, so. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Kind of came naturally. She was, she taught <laughs> at the university level though. So mm -hmm. this was very different and there was no, um, what's the word? No curriculum. <laughs> so curriculum. I had a curriculum, which was yes. challenging, but also really rewarding to see the kind of progress that the kids made. Mm -hmm. And I just happened to meet, I guess, the right people at the right time. Uh, mm -hmm. It was at a nightclub at, um, I think it was Sky. Sky. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Guy Hagi and Chris Archer, the news director at the time, and a bunch of people from KGMB just happened to be partying up there. <laughs> Dang. Wait, so what, what year was this for the people listening? What year was this? Mm, probably around 2006. Mm, got it. 2006. 2007. Yeah, around nice. that. <laughs> and so, I mean, it was Sky Waikiki time. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Waikiki time. Oh, man. Um, and so I remember Guy Hagi taking me into a corner and, um, you know, I had, I had some random conversation with my dad saying like, oh, I don't know what I want to do. Maybe I want to fix cars or go to culinary school or maybe mm. I want to be on TV. And he had somehow mentioned this to Guy Hagi. And so Guy takes me aside at this nightclub in the dark <laughs> into a corner and says like, we are starting a new morning show mm -hmm. and we're hiring people and your dad told me that you have an interest in um television and so i thought i would let you know let me introduce you to our boss so he introduces me to chris archer who's the news director mm -hmm. um his wife was the marketing director so i met her too and i got his card and i kind of like sat there with his card for like maybe about a week just thinking like ah uh, like what do i do with this right what do you do with this in my French teacher office at Le Jardin mm -hmm. Academy, I end up writing him an email and saying like, hi, I met you at Sky Waikiki. You gave me your card. I, I don't know how to proceed, but I'm interested. And so he gave me the time of day, which it still boggles my mind to this day that uh, someone who was a French teacher, you know, had just come off of being Miss Hawaii you know, relatively new graduate, if you will, to mm -hmm. that they would even, um, you know, that they wouldn't just look right past me. And especially oh. after he wrote me back and mm -hmm. said, hey, why don't you write me a VO, a 30 second VO? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you can come in, you can read it for us and we'll do mm -hmm. an audition and we'll just go from there. And I write back, 
what's a VO? About how long is 30 seconds? Can you give me an example of what that looks like? What's the AP, the Associated Press? I mean, right. I had no knowledge at <laughs> That's incredible. It's yeah. a, it was actually quite Take incredible. Wow. He wrote back. Yeah. Huh. He he was the best boss I've ever had in my entire life. And wow. you know, uh, this I think illustrates that because he wrote back and he gave me a description. He said, here's an example of a VO. Another email right. was, here's about how long 30 seconds is. Another email, this is an Associated Press article that Kim wrote this email from. And so I wrote, but I, I mean, I didn't know how to write for news. Wow. Um, I had no experience. And so I wrote whatever he asked me to write and I came mm -hmm. in and I'll never forget it because I came into the studio and they had Keahi Tucker sitting behind the desk. Oh, Tucker, yeah. And I'm going, you need to sit next to him. Right. Oh, wow. And they did. They had me sit next to Kiyahi Tucker. Yeah. Kiyahi read a VO. And then it was my mm -hmm. turn to read what Your I wrote, turn. Wow. which was terrible. I mean, it was not written for news. It was way too wordy. Mm -hmm. um, but then they had breaking news come into the to the prompters. They put breaking news and something about tsunamis. And my dad's a tsunami expert. And so I was able mm. to kind of like, Jive go with it yeah yeah, yep. yeah. <laughs> um and then they threw me on a weather wall and jeff booth was the the weekend weather anchor at the time and he mm -hmm. he was sitting beneath the camera and you know mm -hmm. the camera is backwards right so if you put your uh right hand up it looks like your left hand is going up and right. i'm dyslexic with left and right so it didn't bother me at all but, <laughs> but i I don't really watch TV. I still don't really watch TV. Right. Um, Same. And I, you know, wasn't really a weather like enthusiast or mm -hmm. I didn't watch, I didn't know anything really. Mm -hmm. And so I'm standing there and I'm looking at the screen and I'm like, and I'm mic'd by the way. You're mic'd up. I'm mic'd and I yeah, go, yeah. Jeff, Jeff, what's that? And he's like, <laughs> satellite. Like, oh. So the satellite shows um the clouds mm -hmm. and then i would like doop, doop, walk to the other end <laughs> the other way hey jeff hey jeff what's that <laughs> radar. Oh radar oh radar. radar says blah 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 <laughs> and, <laughs> and then uh they had surf pop up and i'm a surfer and so i just kind of went with the flow with surfing talking mm -hmm. about i think i said something about ankle slappers or i don't know mm. what it was but we had three or four meetings with Rick Langiardi, who's now the mayor of Honolulu, but at the time was the general manager of KGMB and mm -hmm. Archer. And, you know, in my fourth meeting, I remember them saying, you know, we have this box of overqualified candidates. And for some reason, we keep coming back to you. Wow. And they said it was surf report and the like the word ankle slappers, you know, and just, um, <laughs> And I think it was a little bit also that um, my resume showed that I'm a hard worker. Mm, you know? So mm -hmm, yeah. I, I I go for it if yeah. you know, something is yeah. presented. So that is how I got into news. That's incredible. You know, like going back from that to, to now, I mean, cause I remember seeing you maybe like 10 years ago, but that OG 06, 07, were you always a natural on camera? like? just good to go or was that kind of like a practice well when you had I, your miss hawaii mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so when i was miss hawaii i did do a couple of on-camera things mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. but I, I wouldn't say i was experienced mm -hmm. and when they hired me they said we're going to give you three months of practice mm -hmm. and so mm -hmm. i was full-time and mm -hmm. I would come in and I would shadow Jeff Booth, Guy Hagi, and well, I guess at the time that's all they had mm -hmm. um, because there were only evening shows and the morning show. Mm -hmm. So um, we didn't have all the newscasts that we have now. And so they have right. they need more staff, but um, so I would shadow them. And then I was forced <laughs> to go <laughs> to the, um, I don't even remember what the, those rooms are called, but it, it was like a room where you could put the tapes in and watch the, the videos. And mm. so they would have me go in with someone 
of a higher rank than me, which was basically everybody. But you know, it was usually like either Stacy Lowe or Kiaki Tucker or Guy mm -hmm. Hagi or my boss Chris Archer, and I had to record whatever I felt was my best. I would practice for yeah. hours, and then I would record my best, and then we would sit there and we would watch it, and they would critique me. They would give wow. me constructive criticism. Um, that lasted six weeks instead of three months. <laughs> and they were like, okay, you know what? We're putting our new sports anchor on the air. And so we just thought, you know what? You're ready. Just we'll throw you both on on the same day. There we go. Yeah, that guy was Mike Cherry. And Mike so, Cherry. yep, if you remember him, I love Mike. I love Stacy. I love them all. They're just all such, they've been such amazing friends since then, but we're amazing colleagues and so supportive through the whole process. And so Mike and I, both debuted on the same day and I talked way too fast. Um, I have the tape. I should probably find it. Wow. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I had times when it's a learning experience and mm -hmm. when you are live, it's not forgiving at all. And so mm. you end up having to learn the lesson to be forgiving of yourself <laughs> because there That's was one the quote. Dang. That's the cool. Yeah, I remember this one time. Mm -hmm. I thought that the, I thought that, it, you know, it's your, normally flipped, but I thought it was flipped from flipped. Flipped from and, flipped. Yeah. And so I was going like this. And for mm -hmm. some reason, my brain was not connecting. And I looked confused on air. Oh. But I didn't have the wherewithal or the experience yet at that time to, to know that I could just walk off screen and continue. Oh. I stayed on screen. On the screen. The entire time looking entirely <laughs> confused and oh, like man. I couldn't figure it out. And I didn't have enough, I guess, just confidence or um, didn't know myself well enough to be able right. to just on air like mm -hmm. I'm so sorry guys I'm having, <laughs> I'm having an issue with my weather screen right now um that's it how about we <laughs> try this again in a few minutes you know or, or that's incredible know? yeah so I mean gosh here it's been mm -hmm. 10 years like you said it's been like more than a decade and yeah. so I had technical difficulties one day where I had no graphics mm -hmm. like they my I have this iPad and I, I can advance my graphics. I create them all myself from here at my, in my home studio in Pukalani, Maui. And um, I had, it froze right before going on camera and they oh. talked to me and it, you know, yeah, it, it was so much easier to deal with to just be like, Hey guys, you know what? My weather computer just crashed. So <laughs> here is my weather graphic. My weather graphic is my backyard. What it's I the backyard. You know what I can tell that you is incredible. Blue skies, we've got puffy clouds and blow, and you know was able to just kind of roll with it. So I can definitely see that over time, um, there was a mm -hmm. lot of progress made. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's incredible progress. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was definitely a journey, you know, and uh, you don't know what you don't know. So you just have to keep at it, and as long as you keep at it you you learn more every single day and i think that's something that i'm trying to teach my children it's something mm -hmm. that i'm still learning to this day when i get overwhelmed is to step back and go okay what can i do today what can i do today like don't get overwhelmed just today i turned in um an assignment for grad school and that's cool. you know disappointed myself because i could only read four articles but mm sent it off to her and I said, you know, to my committee um, chairperson, and I said, I'm sorry, like, I wish I, I really wanted to do more. And she mm -hmm. wrote back, uh, you know, um, that progress is progress. Mm. I love that progress is progress. And you know, it, it's just incredible because when people think of you, Malika, I think people love the fact that you're, you know, very authentic about the weather and the clouds and hey, this is my backyard. <laughs> I mean, I hear that all the time from people just, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, did you see that? Malika was in her backyard and did the clouds and that, nobody does that, you know, nobody does that. And that I, I just want to acknowledge and, uh, you know, commend you for that. That's just so inspiring just from, 
being able to just lead with what you got, roll with the punches, and lead with authenticity. I mean, that's just something. And I think something that's going to be really valuable is what you just said about when sometimes we all feel unfocused or something happens or, you know, we disappoint. And you said you take a step back. Is there something that you do in that process where, you know, you're stepping back, you're doing something, you're listening to something? Or what does that look like for you? When, when I fail, you mean, or when I'm faltering? Because I think those are two totally different. Right. What about, what about faltering? We'll go faltering. We'll go faltering. Yeah. Um, I think faltering is a lot easier to deal with than failure. Mm -hmm. You know, when you falter, um, you know, you're, you're trying something and it doesn't quite work and it's Mm. like, okay, (laughs) that's right. (laughs) I can try it a different way. (laughs) Um, you know, so be, and I think that we deal with faltering all day long on a daily basis, you know, so today it would have been great if, um, we started with meditation in my family and then did some, a little bit of movement. And, you know, if I drank a giant glass of water and did all (laughs) these things that I really, uh, that I know I should do. And that Mm -hmm. we we do at times when mm. we are on our game, but um, allowing for, to give yourself grace for the times when that's, it just doesn't happen or maybe it's not possible. Mm. So my office is a complete disaster right now. I mean, if you could see what my floor looks like, I, you know, it's, it's crazy. Like mm-hmm. the, the image that people probably have of me on the outside is not, mm what my floor looks like right now (laughs) and but it's okay Uh, you know I try to give myself grace in those moments mm -hmm. and remind myself and remind others um Mm -hmm. when when friends or whoever comes to me followers come to me with some of their you know issues that we are all human and we all make mistakes we all falter and that's not a reflection on who we are it's just in the moment that maybe didn't work and that's okay that's okay you always have the next moment to make a different Mm -hmm. choice to make a different decision and now you have some information about what doesn't work and if you change your perception to look at it from that um viewpoint Mm -hmm. it helps you with moving forward and being able to say okay that was informative instead of wow what a failure right and see malika that is such a rare mindset quality that you have like you're always taking the perspective something happened is it in the positive light okay how did this benefit how what's the lesson where did that come from was that from like your years of in your career or somebody in your life or family or because that's really rare that when people say like you know what something happened didn't go the way it did here's a lesson from it that's because that's beautiful i think um like many people, uh, mm-hmm. I was on autopilot for a really long time. So, you know, on the outside, when you see like, oh, I achieved this or I achieved that or whatever, um, there was so much focus on achievement that I kind of feel like I lost my way as a person when it came mm-hmm. to like personal development. And <sighs> you wake up one day and it's like, what am I doing? Why, why am I not happy why am i not happy on the inside Mm -hmm. you know when everything seems so perfect on the outside and i think reaching that point for me that realization that like something had to change was the um turning point for me Mm -hmm. and that's when and you know, I've had a lot of mentors in my life, but, um, in the last couple of years, when you have a family, I have children, you know, um, it's not as easy to have access to, for example, when you're, when you're in school and, you know, one of your professors Mm. can be a mentor, or if you live in a multi-generational household where maybe, you know, your, your dad or mom or your grandparents can be that mentor for you, or maybe you work in a company where, you know, your boss or another colleague is a mentor for you. I didn't have any of that because I was working from home and really focusing on building my family. And so um, I found it online. And ironically, mm. it was 
through an Instagram ad is mm. how it all started. Wow. <laughs> so That's weird. amazing. Uh, yeah. Uh, and <laughs> so the way it happened was I did this thing called 19 for 2019 with my girlfriends and we uh -huh. wrote out 19 things that we wanted to see happen in 2019. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't meant to be a goals list. It was more of like this brainstorm of like, what could be, you know, so not, not so, um, uh, uh, structured as like a new year's resolution list where you can mm -hmm. easily start to fall into that trap of going, Oh my gosh, I didn't do that. I'm such a failure. You know, it was more like, wow, look at the possibilities. And if any of these happen, how wonderful. So mm -hmm. I made my list and on that list was work on my memory. I have memory. a, yeah, I have a terrible memory. I <laughs> no, it's, it's so like, I, I think there could be something wrong with my like medically uh, I, I, and it sounds funny but it, it's actually the truth and I feel so badly about it because oh. I don't remember people's names and sometimes mm. I don't even remember their faces and mm. it is very concerning to me I know I meet a lot of people but at the same time uh, you know because I I'm so invested in, in people and in relationships Yes. Uh, it's something that's just very, I feel like I have to fix it. And so this Instagram ad was from Jim Quick, who is- Hey, love that guy. Yes, he's like- Have a, you read his book, uh, Limitless? He sent it to me and I am- Oh my gosh. I'm just at the beginning, but- That is awesome. <laughs> yes, so wow. Jim Quick. And Jim he, Quick. it was like a, it was an ad for uh, Mind Valley Academy which is like online personal development website where basically I feel that that's where I found my mentors because mm. I couldn't, I didn't have mentors in my life because of the, the way my lifestyle and the way I was living at the time. And so now Jim Quick and uh, John and Missy Butcher and, and others became wow. my mentors. So I signed up for these programs and my husband and I would listen to to them every night and they're kind of bite-sized pieces you know they're like five to right. 20 minute videos and we would mm -hmm. journal and and i could see myself making progress just as a person and my my awareness of who i was and where i was at and what i wanted in life and that's kind of what started the ball rolling and you know you're oh. saying like oh it's so rare to have my viewpoint or whatever that actually it's I'm not positive all the time. I am not mm -hmm. able to be in that space to recognize, ooh, like, well, <laughs> that was a <laughs> failure, but don't worry. Like, you'll be fine. Use that as a learning experience. I, it doesn't happen all the time, but at least I have the awareness now to be able to check myself. You know, it doesn't mean that like, now I don't feel anymore and I'm not sad or disappointed or, or <laughs> angry or upset at times because things falter or people aren't treating me the way that I would hope or whatever it is. All of like the messy mess of life still happens. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and sometimes I can deal with it better than others. But because of these mentors that I found online, um, they've given me the tools to better to be better prepared for those moments. Wow, and that was in 2019, you're saying? Wow. You know, I was just gonna ask you, cause you have a bunch of books in the back and I love books too. And like, what are one of three books that have greatly influenced your life? I know you just showed us Limitless. And like, for instance, for me, it was a, a book by a gentleman named Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends and Influence Others, uh, Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willing, Tony Robbins books. Uh, what are one of three books that have really, um, I guess, influenced you? For sure, Dale Carnegie's book, when I was running for Miss Hawaii, that was one of the books that I, yeah. I used strategies mm. on my business. <laughs> you know, I'm not sure though, it was coming from <laughs> the best, you know, but granted I was young, so I have to give myself grace for being young and not having <laughs> learned those lessons. You know, it was really very self-serving to use that book. And I think in the way that I did work, <laughs> it was <laughs> great. But at the same time, I look back on it and I'm like, oh gosh, I really wish I, I, I knew myself a bit better in those moments. But um, mm. Dale Carnegie's book, which also is why I feel so awful about not being able to remember people's names because it's so important. <laughs> it's so important. <laughs> Um, but I have to say the four agreements. 
Four Agreements. Oh, yes. One of my favorites. Yes. Such a simple read, really mm -hmm. quick. Um, it's an easy book to go back to and mm -hmm. revisit. And, you know, there's four agreements. <laughs> four agreements. There we go. Yeah. In any problem, usually one of those agreements will help me to, to change my perspective and kind of work, work through. And then I guess I like reading people's biographies. Okay. It doesn't even matter who it is. Um, mm -hmm. I just finished reading Kevin Hart's biography, mm. um, Tiffany Haddish's biography. Um, but I, I think we can learn so much from people's stories. Mm -hmm. And, and so I really enjoy that. And I, I have my journal out just like I do for, you know, Limitless and other personal development books, I have my journal out and I, I love to, to write down the advice that I'm learning from, you know, I mean, they become mentors too, you know, these people mm -hmm. that have written books. My gosh. And, you know, that's incredible. Like I, what took us so long to connect Malika? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. It's incredible. I mean, you know, and like, the other thing too that I think people have been mentioning to me was like, ask her about her karate background. And here I was like, okay, I gotta do that. So I gotta do that. So, how, what kind of is that karate, if I'm not mistaken, right? And how did you initially get into that? I mean, you're so like diverse with the Miss Hawaii and in your career and then your family, the super mom and all the and all the things, and they have karate and like, where? How did that start for you? Um, well, as far as diverse, I am a jack of all trades, master of none, but, but also remember that I have lived 38 years of life. So <laughs> that's a lot of time to really do a lot of things. Um, but karate started when I was five. So that was definitely my parents. You know, my mother had a bad experience where a man followed her into a restroom at an airport and my dad oh. saw it and walked in and you know, prevented something bad from happening. But right. um, that moment is the moment that my mother cites for why she decided to put all of her children into martial arts because she wow. wanted them to be able to learn how to defend ourselves. Um, granted, have you done martial arts? Yeah, I actually started with karate when I was a kid mm -hmm. and then moved on to uh, boxing, Thai boxing, wrestling, jujitsu, and so on. So I love so it that it's so much more than self-defense oh absolutely yeah absolutely. so martial arts you know it, it's the discipline it's the um independence the confidence mm -hmm. that you gain the perseverance you know mm. my dojo was not one of those dojos that gave out a belt every you know two months or even every year you mm -hmm. really had to work for it this was a long-term commitment and, and it was a long-term commitment. You know, I, I trained in karate until I was about like 20 something years old. And then wow. probably right around the time that I, I got into um, the Miss Hawaii and knew mm. was when, mm -hmm. um, well, because I did it through college and I, I had a class. And so I was teaching with the, the sensei there and I was teaching the kids classes at that time. But um, then, you know, I got really busy with other things in life. And so mm -hmm. I didn't do karate for about 10 years. And mm -hmm. I just came back to it about five years ago. And my son started doing karate with me. Wow. Been, That's awesome. It, it's been so awesome and so rewarding. And the funny thing is, is growing up, I, I mean, I don't want to say I didn't like it, but <laughs> I, I was a kid being mm -hmm. forced to go to right. martial arts. Um, I didn't understand how much it would impact me as a person, how much mm. it would help me to grow into the person that I am, how much um, my connection to my senseis, I mean, they were mentors to me, you know, um, really meant to me. And so when I started doing karate again, and then had Jackson start joining me, he's eight now, mm. and he started when he was six. I, I remember I, I didn't want to leave class. I would literally, class would end mm -hmm. and I would cry in my car. It was so weird. <laughs> it was this very weird moment of just realizing how much my, 
career, I guess, in martial arts meant to me as a person and that being able to share this with my child and for them to have the opportunity to grow and um, develop this discipline and this respect and this responsibility and this independence through martial arts, um, how much that meant to me as well. You know, and when they do the dojo kun at my dojo in um, Hilo, which mm -hmm. is where I was born and raised, um, it was called the Dojo Precepts. Okay, but Dojo Precepts. It's Dojo Kun for this. Mm -hmm. So I do. I used to do Warokai Karate, it's traditional mm -hmm. Japanese. And then we found um, a traditional Japanese here. It wasn't Warokai, but it's Shotokan, which is similar, um, mm. enough, which makes it actually kind of really difficult because <laughs> the katas are named the same, but they're out of order. And All then, different order. You know, yeah, oh. and like instead of the back stance, the cat stance, and, <laughs> you know, like all these, it's like tiny little things. So yeah. when I go back into muscle memory, I forget everything. It's humbling. It's humbling to say the see, least. See, and that's, I think that's some of the qualities too, Malika, like the, the humility and you're talking about the character development, the respect, the responsibility, the discipline and the character development is so powerful, like what you're mentioning. And wow, I mean, so that, that was in Big Island and then you're doing it here now? Yep, yep, it was in person and it's been um, over Zoom for the last, we, we took a hiatus until he kind mm -hmm. of figured it out and then the last six months or so we've been over Zoom. Wow, where's where this uh, location at the dojo, the karate? It's in Kahului. Oh, it's in Kahului? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, dang, right on. So, People listening, man, do a martial art. It's a good way to get exercise. <laughs> it, is, it is for sure. I mean, that's basically, I know you had a question from uh, one of your listeners about yeah. what do I do to stay fit? And yes. right now that's it. I should do more. I was doing bar, which was like okay. really great to balance out my karate because doing mm -hmm. bar helped me to be more flexible, um, really built up, you know, these like smaller muscles and I could see the difference in my karate training that I would do better in karate training because of it um and also karate would help with bar you know so right. it went both ways I have to get back to doing bar um to strengthen those small muscles uh, I've had an, a neck issue which kept me out of karate for the last two weeks and so oh. my uh PT was like yeah you should start doing bar again so <laughs> I, <think> I will <laughs> Right on bar. And what about for like the eating side? Are you doing anything like you're following something or certain principles or eating wise? Because it's so easy, right? Because our people tell us, oh, it's so easy to get sucked into all these different foods or structures. And mm -hmm. this is going to be the million dollar question for our audience. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I've been through the dieting type of thing and the food journaling and all of that. And that does not work for me. Um, I did that as Miss Hawaii and it, it was, uh, depressing, <laughs> mm. you know, to be like, you can only eat, uh, like basically chicken with no seasoning and <laughs> egg whites and, uh, you know, whatever yes. it was. I can't remember what my trainer put me on, but I had to write down everything that I ate. And, um, I, I don't subscribe to that anymore. What we subscribe to is we try to eat local, fresh and organic as much as possible. Mm. And so I think if you, and then we can enjoy our food and we can mm -hmm. also eat other things, whatever we want, you know? So right. I try to frequent um, farmer's markets and local mm. farms to buy their produce. I go to Kula country farms all the time, Maui bees. Um, mm. Haven't been to the farmer's market in a while just because there's so many people <laughs> mm. during COVID, but yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, I try to, to buy things that are fresh that I will then have to eat right away, you know, mm, that's um, a good point. and I make a lot of salads. So we try to oh. do like Sunday salads. And so my salad like has like roasted beets and um, green beans and carrots and olives and egg. And I mean, you name it. I love herbs. Herbs mm. make everything better. So putting mint and lavender and um, parsley, cilantro, chives, all of that kind of stuff into your salad 
makes mm -hmm. it like, I'm salivating talking about the salad. <laughs> talking about I should <laughs> say something about it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I really try to do that. And, mm -hmm. and then it allows me to, um, and I probably should eat less sugar. That's the one thing, but then it allows me to have my ice cream and my candies and Oh, there we go, dude. I'm a I'm a tiramisu guy, man. I know people people listening, man. Like, oh, you're a trainer and this and that. Like, no, man. I love my tiramisu's and my cheesecakes. Oh, dang. So people listening, cheesecake tiramisu. <laughs> Yum. Yep. <laughs> oh my goodness. And you know, before we get into the questions from our audience and uh, winding down, and I just want to just one more time, Malika, just acknowledge you for your authenticity and just just how you are man like you're just so energetic and people are probably curious how do you what do you do to stay inspired or what do you do to stay in that state or get into that state like what we're saying is not all the time but when you get it on you're you're on like you're like boom and what do you do um it is true that i'm not always in this state <laughs> that is definitely true <laughs> Um, you know, I, I struggle with that actually. It's, I think that when I'm mm. on my A game and I'm following, you know, Jim Quick's 10 habits for, you know, for geniuses, morning habits for geniuses and, and, and doing what I, I know I want to do. Um, it's a lot easier to then be energized. So when I make my bed in the morning and I brush my teeth with my left hand and I have my water and we do our meditation and when I do my journaling, when I do all of that stuff, which sounds like it takes a lot of energy, but I guess one thing just kind of leads to the other. I am mm -hmm. so energized throughout the day and I feel like I have endless amounts of energy to give to my kids and my work and my school and, and everything. But unfortunately, that's not how every morning starts. And, you know, I've been injured. And so we've been off of that for a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. um, but even when I'm not injured, I definitely have days where I, I'm not able to achieve that level of, of energy and excitement and passion for the day or life. <laughs> and I think that's <laughs> totally normal and that people really need to realize what I hear over and over again um, when I gather, we've been doing a lot of Zoom gatherings, mm -hmm. um, especially with other women, is um, people feel so alone. And mm. I think that's why authenticity is so important to me because I realize that um, I, I might carry some influence in the community and with you know my followers or my even with my friends. And so I take that responsibility really seriously. And um, it's important to show our flaws and our struggles and how we overcome, but then also how sometimes we just don't overcome. We just sit in it and we are not alone. That, mm -hmm. And I hear that over and over again. Oh my gosh, it was so nice to hear that I'm not alone that there are other people that are just literally trying to survive the day, you know, that there are other people out there that struggle with um, communicating with their partner or um, mothering their children or parenting their children or um, eating right or exercising or being motivated. It helps people to hear that they're not alone with these struggles and it helps them to um, to then be able to tackle that head on, you know? So I don't know if I even answered your question. No, that's amazing. And no, <laughs> I love tangents and, you know, that that's just incredible too. Cause you're so right about that, about spreading the awareness about like the other side. It's like the yin and yang, the opposite side. And, and I've checked myself into the ER multiple times for, uh, cause I always appreciate work hard, but for overworking. <laughs> and not taking care of myself. And my whole model is fighting sickness with fitness, right? Get enough sleep, water, hydration, lemon in the water, all this stuff. And, and I've checked in myself uh, to the ER in the past for, and then I know some of the nurses. They were my previous clients, or and then it was a moment of like, dang, okay, I gotta, I gotta be open up about this. You know, overworking, and, the the 5 a.m to 9 5 to 9 p.m and um so that's the flip side so i appreciate you sharing that malika and i want to go to the the question from uh, one of our uh, listeners 
Um, she said, Malika, love your videos on tips for traveling alone with an infant as it's, one of, it's truly one of the best ones on YouTube that has helped me. I'm wondering what do you do to continue balancing being a mom and also moving forward in your career and life? I'm a big fan. Mahalo. Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you so much for that question. Um, balance, I, I think, is this is the the question. This is the question <laughs> that comes up a lot. Um, I just did, I think I just mentioned it, but we did a Zoom 21 for 2021 and I threw it out to my followers. Um, and once I had 15 people, I, I pulled it off and I, I, you know, I just wanted it to be these women that like immediately knew that they needed inspiration and wanted to connect with other like-minded people. And that came up a lot. I mean, I, I don't think there was one woman in there that um, didn't struggle or want tips or um, felt they needed some kind of help with balancing mm -hmm. being a mother or life with career. Yes. And, you know, <laughs> it's tough because I think it looks different for everyone. Mm -hmm. um, but getting in touch with your values, I would say would be my answer. So getting in touch with, okay, what do I want to put out into the world? Like, how do I want people to perceive me? And not being limited by your past that maybe that's not how people perceived you in the past, right? I'm going, okay, okay, I want mm -hmm. to be respected. I want to be seen as someone who cares for people and who's nurturing, um, whatever it is, right? Whatever's on your list. And then from there, you can start to develop like, okay, well, what do I, what do I want in life? What makes me happy? And so you start to figure out mm. like, as you move through life or looking back on things that made you happy in life, um, what are some of the things that, that just make your, make your heart, you know, fill up your heart? You know, for me, that's, I love to travel. I love to um, spend time with my kids. I love music. So making music is really important to me and singing. Mm. So identifying these things that you can do in your life that brings you joy, brings togetherness and, you know, kind of it centers all around those values, you know, that you've identified. So connecting with people, togetherness, you know, all of those things, um, authenticity, right? And then mm. you, you mold your life into a semblance of what, of the things that you want in your life. So I think it was John and Missy Butcher, and it was so simple. It was something like, what do you want? Do that. <laughs> you know, that is just so simple. Do that. There and we go. It's oh. not, yeah, right. It's not that simple. Clearly it's not that simple, but that is where I started was with kind of trying to identify like, who do I want to be? Um, how do I get there? And, and then from there, everything else just starts to kind of fall into place. And also just recognizing that things won't be perfect. I mean, we're not striving for perfection here. There is no such thing as perfection. We're just striving for progress. So, okay, like, mm. how can I be a better mom today? You know, that's why we try to do this morning with routine. I think that that is great. I want my kids to have habits that they, that mm. they are habits from now. <laughs> they don't have to be like me where I'm like, oh God, I got to do my habits, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, um, you know, I want to instill that in them. And when we do it together, I'm helping not only them to create habits, I'm helping our whole day, you know, which then ends up helping me with balancing life and career mm. and being a mom. So, you know, um, it's a very loaded question. How do you balance motherhood and career? I have some goals that I'd like mm -hmm. to achieve. Mm -hmm. um, right now, I'm getting my my graduate degree, I'm getting my master's That's degree. That's right, you were saying, yes. Um, I'm, I want to continue doing karate. I don't have a specific goal in mind, but my sensei wants mm -hmm. me to test for another black belt in their style. And I'm kind of like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ready, I'm not ready yet. But you know, <laughs> you know, I, but I'll keep trudging along and you know, making my baby steps and mm -hmm. progress in that style. Um, you know, I, I do want to be the best mom that I can be. I want to be the best wife that I can be, you know, um, I want to do my best at my job. 
And so, mm -hmm. you know, I think the key there though is my personal best in the moment. So that's all I can expect of myself is whatever my personal best in that moment is with those circumstances. That's why with my neck blown out, my personal best was there's right. all over the floor. <laughs> like, you know, the house is a <laughs> disaster zone. It's a hurricane went through. We ate canned food. Everything came out of, can out of a can last night. Soup, um, foie gras, and uh, asparagus. But you know what? We ate. And that was the best I could do in that moment. And it was delicious. Exactly. That's <laughs> awesome. My gosh, really. See, that's exactly what I'm talking about. You know, the, the realness to you. You know, like, that damn, man. Like, like, you're just, you're sharing so much and you're going in depth and behind the scenes, like behind the house, actually. Like what you just said, like the canned food and you're just so real. And I think that's why people just click and, you know, vibe with you so well. So I want to just thank you again, Malika. Winding down to our last question, but this is a, one of the fastest 45 minutes. I just seem like, wow, I can't believe it's already towards the end of the 45 minutes, Malika. It's just so like back and forth, back and forth. And, you know, we're going to have to have you on again. People are going to be like, oh my God, just why didn't you ask this? Why didn't you ask that? And so, you know, I'm just, you know, so thankful that you're on and sharing with our audience and, the last question I love to always ask is, or the book I wrote, Fighting Sickness with Fitness, when you see that, what comes to mind? Fighting sickness with fitness. Um, well, health, just general mm. health. You know, I think that's something that uh, we take for granted. <laughs> mm. And I've, this past couple of weeks has definitely highlighted that for me with my neck. And... Mm -hmm that, you know, most of the time, most people are, have two arms and two legs and can walk and breathe. And, you know, that we can't <laughs> take these things for granted. We need to nurture our bodies to be able to not be sick because something like this ends up snowballing, right? So my neck means I can't move. So I haven't worked out for two weeks. And now, because I haven't worked out for two weeks, maybe that leads to not being able to do, you know, I can't go for a run with my kids either. And I can't, you know, and it ends up snowballing out of control, but it's just as easy to scale that back and prevent all of that from happening. And how you prevent it is through health, fitness and wellness. And that's, you know, it's not just physically fit. It's all linked. We all know it's all linked. Research shows, you know, mental, emotional, mm -hmm. physical health are all inextricably linked and so we need oh, each of those things and if you can't work out it's okay just move just move mm -hmm. like you can give yourself mm. the grace of not doing your high intensity interval training or whatever the you know like your crossfit or karate or mm -hmm. whatever it is right you're swimming like you can give yourself that grace that you know what i moved today you know i went for a walk i did some yoga mm. i did like i fit in five minutes because five minutes is still progress. Wow. You know, Malika, it's just, it's just amazing. And this is just came on the top of my head, like a closing question. I know that was the last question and, but I got to get you the book, Malika fighting sickness with fitness. Cause it's, it talks about harmonizing the mind, body, spirit, what you're talking about, mind, body, emotion. And so I, I got to get this book to you, Malika, after this, I'll get the address and everything. But if you could have a billboard, and that would spread all across of Hawaii where everybody could see it. What would you have on it? It can be like a, it can be like a couple of words, like purpose, gratitude or whatever, or it could be like a, a quote or it could be a sentence or what, what would you put on this big giant billboard for people to see if everybody in Hawaii could see this? I mean, there are so many, there are so many. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've already mentioned, you know, practice makes progress. I think that one would be one because mm. of the fact that usually people say practice makes perfect. And I don't mm. like that. I don't like it at all. But I used to say it before I learned practice makes progress from Jim Quick. You know, um, my children don't even know that phrase practice makes perfect. They only know practice makes progress. And I remember my, my um, brother-in-law mm. talking to my son and they were working on something. And then my brother-in-law goes, practice makes. And Jackson goes, progress. And 
my brother, <laughs> my brother-in-law sat back and he went, wow, mm-hmm. that's really good. And, and so I, I like that one for the billboard, just because I think it makes, it mm-hmm. makes an impression on people and then it's thought provoking and you think about it, but something like spread aloha, um, is also really mm-hmm. great. You know, I listened to Billy Kanoy. Oh, may he rest in mm-hmm. peace. His um, commencement address, how many times yesterday? And he talks about how aloha is mm-hmm. free. Aloha is free. Mm-hmm. You can give it freely. And that that is our job as yes. residents of this state is to spread aloha. Um, so spreading aloha would be one. And then I think the last one that I would maybe do is today is a journey. You know, people often talk about how uh, life is a journey, right? But I think that perspective shift of saying today is a journey kind of highlights that, um, you know, we can, when you plan for things, really the way you get to the goal or whatever, the end of the journey is through small incremental Mm -hmm. steps And so focusing on today as a journey, like what can I do today is so important. Hmm. My gosh, Malika, I could like just offer you, just sit with you for like two hours and just keep talking. (laughs) Joe Rogan style. (laughs) So yeah, like back and forth and it's just so natural. And um, Malika, I want to just thank you so much for hopping on and you know, appreciate you sharing what you're sharing and uh, where can people find you for people listening? What's the best place for people to reach out and find Malika Dudley? Um, probably I'm most active on Instagram. So at Malika Dudley on Instagram and I am going to be starting a podcast. And so um, that Here will be go. Really, really cool place for people to see, I guess, maybe a different side of me too. It's the, it's called the communication mm-hmm. podcast. It's my graduate. I like that um, communication, mm-hmm, the beautification of communication. So I'm currently in grad school for communicology, which is the study of human communication. And I can't wait mm-hmm. to uh, be able to pick the brains of experts, but also tell authentic stories about the things that we struggle with communication wise um, to, 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 have, to give people access to that kind of scholarly information that really um, can help them to communicate better. So I'm super excited about that. I graduate this spring and Dang. that's my project. Yeah, that's my project. Yeah. Watch it. <laughs> <laughs> well, please let us know like how we can help. And I know, I know we can chat a little bit after the podcast. So um, yeah, once again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys all so much for joining us on the Yanagita podcast. Subscribe, click that subscribe button, share this video and message. And if this is on audio, share that. If it's on YouTube, share the video. Love you guys to next week, Monday. Ow.